We're delighted we have the Mayor of Edmonton joining us uh, on the show this morning to talk about his announcement yesterday, announcing he will not be seeking re-election in the next municipal election. Uh, nice and early, lots of headway for anybody thinking of jumping in. That's right. After two terms and five years before that as a city councillor, obviously no stranger to the city of Edmonton, uh, Mayor Don Iveson, good morning. Thanks so much for making the time for the show. Morning, Chelsea. Morning, Shay. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Mr. Mayor. Um, why don't we just start with uh, the timing of your announcement? I imagine this is a decision that takes a tremendous amount of consideration and, and thought before you jump in and say well, yay or nay. Um, why did you make that decision and why now? Well, in, in a sense, the decision's been made for a while. And I went back and forth on it a bit through COVID. It was always, Sarah, and my intention to serve two terms because of, uh, you know, having a young family and uh, and just the timing around, you know, kids moving into junior high and high school and that sort of thing. And so, um, so there were some of those considerations always there. Um, I did give some serious thought to a third term uh, in light of particularly what we're what we're facing right now. Um, but ultimately, for me, the right decision is is not to run. And I wanted to make sure that people who might be thinking about running had time to to plan and prepare, and also um, make sure that uh, you know, kind of from here on out, uh, it's crystal clear that every step I'm taking, whether it's on the pandemic or on the economy, is not electioneering or politics. This is about doing what the city needs at a very critical time and in global history and and in uncertainty for our community so i just wanted to make clear that i'm laser focused on that i was sort of getting tired of all the political speculation to some degree so for me this really just helps me focus at this point you know you've really been someone that i think has been instrumental in kind of visualizing where the city needs to go in the next few years you know you're a young guy you're really seeing the city in the in the in from the eyes of of you know all of the the young population that we do have here what do you think needs to be the type of person that's going to take over what kind of vision do you want them to have in order to continue the build that you've been kind of trying to create edmonton to go towards I think, um, you know, it it seems dry, but uh, the city plan, which this council is just finishing up final approvals of, really lays out that blueprint for how the city should grow and how the city can thrive uh, going into a lower carbon future, going into a denser and more urban and less car dependent future. uh, All of that adds up to a more fiscally efficient and affordable city and healthier city and a more fun city as well. So I think, you know, one of the first questions for people ought to be, do you want to go in the direction of the city plan or do you want to go back to, you know, low density spread out development and car dependency and high emissions and high costs? So, I mean, that's one major direction change we've taken, which I hope won't be reversed. Um, and I think the the other questions will be, you know, what kind of look and feel of a city do we want and how do we want to make sure that people are, are brought along who haven't been included in the success uh, of the city, you know, continuing work. Uh, on ending chronic homelessness, for example, work on reconciliation uh, with our large Indigenous community and, and seeing reconciliation and the transition to a low-carbon future as opportunities for our city rather than you know wedge issues and an opportunity to further divide people, which our politics has done far too much of, uh, uh, you know, in the last few years. Though, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic that, uh, that that tone is shifting after what's happening now in the United States and that there's some hope 
hope again. And when we get to the other side of the pandemic, you know, we'll come roaring back to life with a, a different looking economy, but a strong one nonetheless powered by some of the smartest and most creative people in the world who we have a million of them here in this city. So does someone want to lean into and empowering them in that success or go back to thinking about us as a second class city, which we're not? Um, and and- uh, Mary, you said uh, something earlier that I think is uh, kind of interesting. I mean, we're, we're a year out almost from, from the election, and we got a lot of issues right now. You're talking about what the next guy might do, but you've still got a year to go, and you're laser-focused. I mean, we're not talking about a lame-duck session here as you just sort of run out the string, right? No, I mean, my work ethic, I think, speaks for itself over the last 13 years at City Hall, and, and none of that is going to change uh, right up to the very last. And, and that would be the case if there wasn't a global pandemic and a serious economic challenge for the world and, and for our region. Um, but it just gives even crisper focus for me on uh, what needs to happen in the budget, uh, getting to no tax increase for for this upcoming cycle, uh, also, uh, you know, continue continuing to focus on jobs and investment attraction, working with our regional partners in the province to drive investment in AI and health, the new hydrogen economy, cargo and logistics out of our airport. There's things that we've been working on for years that are really poised to take off, as it were. Uh, and a lot of those involve regional partnership and, and some uh, opportunities to really land some wins with coordinated priorities with the provincial government. And, and so I'm going to be uh, uh, even more focused on on that economic work uh, in the coming um, months here um, with the same work ethic that I've brought all the way along. Yeah, and I think we've we've certainly seen that over the last two terms. I mean, you can't please everybody in in the city of uh, you know just under a million people. But I think that you are coming out with a fantastic reputation after two terms as mayor. What do you think is going to be next for you? What's what's the plan moving forward? Yeah, I'm getting that question a lot, and I'm getting people are making a lot of suggestions, which is lovely. Lots of people seem to be planning my future for me politically and otherwise, <laughs> and, and they claim to know. People I've never met claim to know what I'm going to do next, but that's a bit uh, hilarious to me because I really don't know. I, I mean, some of these issues uh, around um, uh, climate change and energy innovation and green infrastructure been really passionate about that since the beginning. I've picked up a lot of interest in um, housing and how that can create, you know, better public policy outcomes, uh, economic opportunity, and and support inclusion. Uh, and and our, some of our housing challenges are some of those systemic racism issues that people have been talking about more in the last year. And so I've become passionate about those issues too. And and innovation and economic development, uh, um, I've taken a real interest in as well. So I mean, I could go in any one of those directions directions or or all of them uh, in in different ways with different gigs and be very happy to carry on this kind of work in ways that benefit the city uh, uh, and and the broader community and I've had the chance to work with some really great people nationally and internationally so you know I feel quite blessed to have uh, opportunities to hopefully continue to make a positive difference and whatever comes next but again I'm not sitting around you know, putting my LinkedIn profile today, I'm, I'm going into work to work on COVID and economic development priorities. All right, but you're right. You know the speculation is out there, and a lot of people think your, your time in politics is not over yet. Well, this is what I keep hearing, but again, I haven't made any <laughs> any specific plans. And uh, um, and at this point, again, my my full focus is on the city. And, uh, you know, down the road, sure. I mean, clearly the response has been really 
really positive and and people have made that invitation but that's really got to come from the people at the at the right time and um yeah so you know time will tell but we'll see. again my top priority is is the city right to the very last year well credit that speculation to a job well done so <laughs> we appreciate you, you making the time that's all that we have for you uh mayor of edmonton don iverson thank you so much for joining us we appreciate it thank you Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.